Welcome to the Brian Neer Podcast. My name is Brian Neer and I am your host. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode. We are going to be talking about how being on a music reality show, namely The Voice, helped my music career. Now, I get questions about this all the time. So I'm really excited to have an opportunity to talk about it. 2016, I was on season 10 of NBC's The Voice. Now, it was an absolutely amazing experience that I'm very excited to talk to you about today. I had auditioned for The Voice one time before when I was in college and, college, and I was uh, denied. I was rejected. They didn't have me on the show. I didn't move forward in the audition process. Um, so I had kind of chalked it up as as like, it's not an opportunity for me. So I had just kind of put it out of my brain. Okay. But then when I graduated college, um, about a year after I graduated college, a little less than a year after I graduated from college, I got an email from the voice and they were like, Hey, Brian, we would love for you to come back and audition for the voice to do a private audition. So I was like, okay, This feels like a good time. This feels like a good opportunity for me at the time. Uh, Meanwhile, I was doing a lot of music stuff. I was, I had just released an album. I was traveling. I was, I was fully engaged in an artist career in an independent artist career. So it wasn't like I had just been sitting, I was stagnant, um, like just waiting for an opportunity. No, this was just an opportunity that came up and I was like, this feels good. Um, And it was actually kind of a divine thing because I was going to Africa that summer. um, And so they emailed me about three months before the audition. And I remember um, whenever I was planning my trip to go to Zimbabwe with my parents, um, I told them they stay for a month. And I told them, I feel like I need to just go for three weeks. I didn't know why I had that feeling in my spirit, um, but I did. And so I had booked my ticket uh, to come back a week earlier than them. And so it just so happened that um, the audition for The Voice fell within that week that I was coming back earlier, which was amazing. So I knew I, I had a sense in my spirit that like this is a divine opportunity for me. So I went into the audition um, and one of the things that was really important for me to do that I did different than the first one was just go and be myself in the audition. I felt like the first audition, I was kind of trying to play to what I think I thought they would like, um, or they wanted to see for me. But this time I was just like, hey, I'm coming in, I'm gonna be myself. I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna do me. All right. Um, and so I, I did, I chose songs that, that fit that disposition that I was carrying. Uh, and it wasn't pride for or anything like that. It's just how I was going in. I was like, I'm just going to go in and be myself. Um, so in the process of choosing songs, um, one of my sisters was like, you should really sing happy. And at first I was like, happy. Why would I do that? She had seen me. I had done a performance, um, of happy that I had put online somewhere and she had seen it and she was like, it's really good. You should sing it. Um, and I was like, I don't think so. I don't think that'd be a good look. I don't think it's a very singable song. Um, but eventually I thought about it more. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to sing happy. So I went and sang happy for my audition uh, in Oklahoma City. And a few weeks after that audition, I got a call from the producers of The Voice. And they said, hey, Brian, we loved your audition in Oklahoma City. We would love for you to come to Los Angeles to, uh, to audition for the executive producers. 
And so uh, I had the opportunity to do that. And I remember when I got on the plane, I was like, hmm, this is real. This is happening. I am going to audition for The Voice in front of the executive producers. And so I went over there. I was there for probably a week, I believe, uh, that first time. And I auditioned for them. And I remember. So they had a yes room and a no room that they would take us into at this hotel that we were staying at. And nobody knew. You know, it was your room, the yes room or the no room. And so, like, we were all so nervous, high stress. But uh, thankfully, I was in the yes room. And they told us, hey, you guys are going to come back in the next two to three weeks. And we are going to take you through the blind audition process because you are going to be performing in front of the coaches. And I, like, I I feel what I felt back then right now. It's like, whoa, this is real. I'm about to be on The Voice. Um, And so, went home. Came back to Los Angeles. I was in Los Angeles for a month. Yes, that's right. The blind audition process of The Voice takes a month. And the reason why is because there's about 90 people who go through the blind audition process. And I believe there's only four teams, 12. uh, There's 48 people who make the teams. But there's 98 people who go through the process of the blind audition, okay? And so, like, during this process, like, we're sequestered in a hotel in Burbank, um, and, like, we're doing voice lessons, we're doing on-camera stuff, we're doing wardrobe stuff, we're practicing, and then we're just chilling at the hotel, in the pool. Um, so that's what we were doing, doing during this month. And then at the end of the month, it comes time for the blind auditions where we sing before the coaches. And so there's four days that you can that you can um, audition, okay? So I was on the second day. My roommate who I roomed with, Brian Batista, he was on the first day. And I remember it sucked because they take your phone away and you're just sitting in your room essentially waiting for the next day to come. You're rehearsing and stuff, hanging out with your friends uh, or the people. But everybody's stressed, so it's not that fun in the moment. But I remember um, I was on the second day um, and my family had come into town. All of my family was in town um, for the blind audition. And so that second day, I remember uh, I went up um, and I auditioned. I remember them hitting the dun, 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 and then I blacked out. <laughs> yes. So I, I blacked out. The next thing I know, uh, okay, I do remember this. I remember the anxiety that I felt when I realized that my song's almost over and and I'm singing happy in front of Pharrell Williams and nobody has turned around. And so I'm about to hit my last note. I'm about to hit my last note and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And I just gave it all I had. And then boom, boom, I see Pharrell and I see uh, Adam turn around. And I was like, they are back there. I'm so excited. (laughs) So they were back there. And um, ultimately, it was such a fun exchange after my blind audition. Um, It was really cool. I had the opportunity to uh, sing uh, Jesus Loves Me because Pharrell asked me to as I was telling my story. Um, throughout that process. And so I ultimately chose Pharrell. I was on Team Pharrell. Then I got stolen by Adam. uh, And I made it to the top 20 of the show. And how did it change my life? That's a good question. I think one of the things that I realized throughout the whole process was that um, my time on The Voice was very important, but my time after, immediately after, The Voice would be even more important. 
And I was really blessed to have my brother, who's my manager, who helped me also realize that. And he put us in a position after The Voice to capitalize upon everything uh, that we had gained on The Voice because we understood that the show wouldn't last forever. But what I did immediately after would be more important than what I did. And I needed to be ready to take the next step after The Voice. So what did that look like for me? Um, it meant maximizing the opportunity and establishing myself on this new level. And one of the biggest ways I did it was by releasing music. So what I did um, right after The Voice, I started traveling and started doing shows because everybody wants you to perform. Uh, but then after that, I went to Los Angeles and I recorded four songs. I recorded Would You Still Love Me, Get Up, Flaws, and Hero. And the first song that we released uh, was Would You Still Love Me. And Would You Still Love Me just so happens to to be the biggest song that I had ever released. Uh, we released a music video for it and it helped establish us on a whole new level um, and ultimately allowed us to create fans from the TV show, but then also expand our TV show. Another way that we maximized our opportunities from The Voice is we did a Christmas concert for four years where I would invite, it was called Christmas with Brian and Friends from The Voice, where I would invite some of my friends from The Voice to perform, come and perform in my hometown. And, um, you know, many of the concerts were completely sold out. And it was another way that we maximized our opportunities from the show and really established ourselves on a new level. And so I do attribute it some some of this some of the success that I've seen in my life thus far to that time on The Voice. But you know what we did after The Voice, I think, has proved to be even more um, even more important. So that is how uh, being on a music reality show helped my music career. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this episode. Um, if you loved it, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you uh, like to listen to the Brian Era podcast on or watch it on. We'll see you next time.